Hi everyone and welcome to Shokwani. My name is Lisa Omainga and I'm featuring in all the way from Ventuk, Namibia. So today on Shokwani, we're going to be speaking about code switching. Now before we go into today's discussion or podcast, rather, um, I'd like to give you two verses. The first one is Romans 1 verse 16, which reads, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Our second verse comes from Luke 11 verse 37, which reads, When Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. Verse 38. But the Pharisee was so surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal. Hmm. So have you ever been in a situation where you had to change your accent a little? Just a little bit so that someone could understand you more clearly. Um, a situation where you had to break the rules of grammar and add an A at the end of each word or sentence so that someone could understand you better. Well, I have. I've even found myself speaking with pigeon, with a pigeon Nigerian accent just so that so the person on the other hand could understand me better. Me, a Namibian, who has never even seen the streets of Lagos, who are suddenly speaking pigeon English. <laughs> Imagine. Thinking back, I don't think it was a conscious decision that I had made. I probably was just going with the flow. The amazing thing is that the other party almost never realizes that you that you have made the switch, that you've climbed up or down a few stairs just to sound more like them. How does it happen, you may ask? Well, science always has an answer, or attempts to have an answer, rather. According to an article by Culture Trip, when we move to a new area or are around a different regional dialect, we tend to mimic the sounds that we hear around us. This helps us fit in. It's called bi-dialectalism. <laughs> I hope I pronounced it right. And it mostly happens subconsciously. Other people call it code switching. Um, according to Culture Trip, it almost never happens purposefully. You speak the way you are spoken to. It even happens to the extent that most people do not always have a conscious decision to use a particular accent. They speak what is spoken to them. Interesting factoid, right? <laughs> Explains how you end up responding with a British accent and everyone else but you notices. But what does this all have to do with Romans 1.16 or Luke 11? Well, it's because at some point in our Christian journey, we code switch. Or at least I, I know I have. I know I have pretended something was, was fine when it was not. I know I had accepted something as normal when it was not. I acted ignorant, acted like I didn't know, kept silent when I should have spoken up, winked, winked a lot smile and nodded when i should have pointed to christ when asked why i don't drink my answer was i'm alcohol intolerant when my answer should have been jesus advises against it i code switched so i could fit in with the people around me 
are so afraid of being labeled as righteous or judgmental or all-knowing, so the easy thing was to act oblivious, act like I kind of cared, but not enough to do something, like the good news was new to me. I did not raise my hand when I was asked who studied the quarterly this week or who would like to pray for us simply because people were watching. I sat in the back with, with the youth fighting to stay awake or suffering from a hangover when I really wanted to be sitting in front. I shorted my comments just because they were beginning to wander. But that's the thing about code switching. You can only pretend for a a little while. You can only mimic an accent so long. After a while, you start to realize that this is all fake. You start to avoid these people for whom you had to change your accent for. Because you now do it consciously and and you now begin to realize how ridiculous you sound. So slowly I began to dislike the people I saw at church. I felt like I had to be too careful around them to watch my words so that I don't sound too holy or too sinister. Many of them reminded me of of the Pharisee that had invited Christ over for lunch with the intention of catching him do something wrong. Or the Pharisees that would put Jesus in a corner just to try to, to, to make him take the easy way out, you know, so that they could have something to accuse him of. It's silly to want. It's really silly to want to blame others for my actions when it was me who wanted to fit in. Like Christ, I should have pointed to the glory of God instead of smiling and nodding and acting oblivious. Christ spoke the truth even when it made others uncomfortable. But often we do not want to be laughed at or ridiculed for sounding like an extremist. We often shy away or simply act oblivious. We forget that they laughed at Jesus too. The things he said often did not make sense. Till today we struggle to understand. (laughs) Some of these things, we struggle to comprehend most of these things. Remember Matthew 9.24 when he had said, Leave for the girl has not died but is asleep. And they laughed at him. (laughs) They laughed. They're like, no, this man is crazy. Matthew 5.50 reminds us not to dim our lights for the fear of judgment from fellow men or for the intense aspiration of fitting in. It says, Nor do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto the entire house. And so, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The Bible reminds us also in 1 Corinthians 1.27 that God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and God has chosen the weak things of this world to confide, confound the things which are mighty. So a lot of things are not going to make sense to a lot of people. But that's not enough reason to code switch. That's not enough reason to dim your light when it should light up an entire household. A whole lot of doctrine is going to sound foreign, surreal, and you may have to point out a lot of wrong or correct someone. 
but we have to make a conscious decision to stand up for Jesus or die trying. I mean, if we find it difficult right now to stand up for the truth, to stand up for what we think and believe is right, uh, what about in the times of trouble? Are we going to be able to stand? So join me in taking a vow. I'm taking a vow to stop code switching, to stop being bio, bi-dialectal only when it suits me. I'm going to shame more and show that I care. I'm going to correct what's wrong with love and point to Jesus with pride. After all, I'm chosen and particular. I don't need to stand in with a crowd. Why gain the whole world yet suffer the loss of your soul? Romans 1.16 reminds us not to be ashamed of this gospel. So it is my prayer that God grants us the courage to stand up for what is right, to increase our faith so that we can move mountains, to increase our wisdom so that we can understand the things that do not make sense to us, and finally, all in all, through it all, to have and remain humble. I hope you've learned one thing or two from this topic, and I hope you share it with a friend. Be blessed and remember to always tune in to Shokwane.